Duck Hunt, my friends. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Stu. I've got Chris Tilly with me. Hello, you got my pen. There you go. Thanks. Alex Simmons is here with me. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt, my friend. And Daniel Creeper is here as well. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to have a very busy podcast this week because uh, it's kind of it's the next week. Very few of us are going to be here. I'm on holiday. You're in E3. Los Angeles. Los yep. Angeles. You're, Croops, you're over there yeah, as well. City of Angles. You're going to be here on your own mm. doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rich. Which, no, it'll be the best podcast ever if it's just me talking. Can we make the gag about how whenever you're in charge of the website, the uh, the figures go through the roof? Yeah. Should we do this that? Next week's going to be huge. <laughs> You've got a lot of content going up, haven't you? Yep. A lot. I'm, I'm going to be working really hard when yeah. you're not here. Good. Well, we're going to talk about E3 a bit later on in the podcast. We should uh, do our traditional thing of just asking what everybody's been up to this week. Anything interesting? Chris, yeah. you've done something interesting. I did something interesting last night. Did you? I went and saw Prince. You said At the Roundhouse. Did you buy tickets? Yeah, I bought tickets. Oh, OK. Uh, a friend of mine, I tried and had no success, but a friend of mine bought some and sold me one. Uh, it was very good. He played a proper heart, a full-on greatest hits set. Right. And it was amazing. Do you know what? I don't actually know that many Prince songs. That's what you think, mm, and then right. you go and see him. You're really? like, "Oh my god, it's another, it's another winner." Right. Yeah. He but just kept, he kept saying, "I got too many hits. I got too is many that, hits." Is that how he speaks? <laughs> is that how he talks? <laughs> a little bit. I can't believe he talks anything like that. <laughs> That's amazing. When doves cry. Little red coat. It's about a rain. Got a party like it's 1999. <laughs> I'm Rick James. See, there's loads of them. There's loads of Prince songs there. I don't know yeah. a Kiss mm. song. Kiss is only the one of those artists. I, I wouldn't Kiss. even be able to tell you. God Kiss gave rock song. and roll well, to Kiss, you. Well, Kiss it. is one of Prince's songs that he played last night. But Tom Jones had a hit with it. Nothing compares with you. A Prince song that nothing compares to you. To you. What did I say? Nothing compares with you. That's what I was singing. People next to you. He's an artist, and other people have done his songs and made them more famous. Yeah, a few of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens quite regularly. Dylan, that's happened to quite a lot. All along the Watchtower, big hit for Jimi Hendrix. Yes. This is probably going down well with all the 14-year-olds out there, isn't it? Springsteen. Natalie Cole had a big hit with Pink Cadillac. Natalie Cole. <laughs> Where the hell did you dig that out? Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's change the subject. What have you been doing, Alex? Building Lego. What? Building Lego. What Lego have you been building? New Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Ooh. And, uh, well, you got it as well, Creepy. Yes, I built it last night. Um, from the Kusu. Oh, you sound like Rain Man then. Kusu <laughs> Yes, I built it last night, and it was fun. From the I what? I fun. The Kusu. Um, Isn't it Kusu? Well, it's, Inspector it's double vowel. For both, it's C-W-S-W-S-Kusu. Where people submit music-created Lego sets, and then once it gets 10,000 backers, Lego are obliged to consider it. And if it's feasible, they'll um, put it into production. And that's what they did with Ecto-1. And yep. you get all four Ghostbusters. Building is very fiddly build, Alex. Yep. I've built a lot of Lego over the last year or so. It's very fiddly. A lot of little parts. It's a quality product. It is. I, I like building their little proton packs. Yeah. Although I couldn't get the nozzles quite straight. Because I, I know how OCD <laughs> you are as well. So. But things like a lot of other Lego, you get nozzles, Chris. <laughs> you get stickers. Like, so I bought 170 quid Star Wars B-Wing. And what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Does this mean your daughter's going without this month? Yeah. No, 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 this was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. I got, no I got, shoes for you. I got a, a, no, a bit of in no shoes for you. She's wearing two B wings to nursery. <laughs> exactly. But with that, you got stickers to put on pieces, which I thought, yeah, this is 170 quid. A lot Whereas, of pressure putting those stickers on as oh well. Oh man, tell me about it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
But on this, you get the, the little Ghostbuster sign already printed. Yes. Nicely right. on the piece. You get a nice quality um, book as well. It's got yeah. a nice weight to it. Yeah, so... Uh, hefty tomb. Yeah. My, my four-year-old wanted saw me, and she was like, yeah. I'll build it with you, Daddy. It's like, I don't think so. She's <laughs> oh, <laughs> not her Lego. This is my Lego. That's that is, a, uh, from what I understand with this this uh, thing that's come out, what did you call it with the double vowels? Kusu. <laughs> They're doing a, a, a female scientist pack next. Is that right? I believe that's just one Hard maybe... Dream. Oh, Joe. some of the greatest scientists have been female throughout the ages, Stuart. Um, Noah Curie, for instance. Yes. Oh, yeah. Come, Come on. on. Well, lots, lots of submitted to Kusu, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they're going to build it. Right. So if it, even if it wins Kusu, it might not get off. Even the if yeah, if it gets over ten thousand, they consider it. Right. Because like, there were, how many people had Zelda backing? But it's, it's to do with um, that's a licensing. It's, 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 it's licensing. licensing course, it's also yeah. a, it's an engineering problem. Like if you create something that requires too many custom pieces to be built, you have to have to like create new tools to do it, and then it becomes just like super expensive, yeah, unfeasible. That that um, Kusu yeah. uh, thing is a bit like isn't it like that thing the American government brought in where petitions, if they have a certain amount of. Uh, names right. on them, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, then the yeah. government has to consider them. And it yeah. was like, because recently, wasn't it kicking Bieber out of the States? Yeah. And they had to release a statement. Oh, one was st- there was a Star Wars one. There was one a Star Wars well. one about building the... Uh, Death Star. Death, Death Death Star. Star. But yeah. they, they yeah. answered yeah. that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. in they, quite they, a funny yeah. way. Yeah. There's yeah. obviously some Star Wars fans working at the, at the White House yeah. who, who wrote a really I'm, funny report. That might be quite a good job to reply to some of those crazy petitions. Yes, they reach critical mass. Or just some serious ones as well. But that's the thing. Like You'll get one funny one every year or something like that. Yeah. Well, I know Probably the, the reply to the, the Bieber one, just write a yes on it. Boom, sorted. Yeah, He's gone. It, make it happen. I'm really worried I've come across as a terrible sexist now. <laughs> you should be worried. Oh, no, no, you've come I'm across, really not. You've come across as a sexy terrorist. What? That's better. Have you done anything, Stuart? No. I'm off on holiday next week, though, so I'm quite pleased about that. Yeah. Where, where are you going? Going over to Disneyland in Paris oh, for a few days. Oh, lovely. Yeah. On your own. You should bring your daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Good. Find, find the next. I'll enjoy that. Find the future next ex, Mrs. Reed. Yeah. Well, you should, yeah. 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 Can't wait. It's going to be good. Mm. And that's it, really. we better crack on with the news, I suppose, and uh, find out what's been happening in the interesting world. Well, I'll tell you, the, the force has been strong this week. Uh, because oh, for curry. every day uh, <laughs> there seems to be Star Wars stuff breaking. Some of it official, some of it most <laughs> a, definitely a unofficial. Uh, <laughs> <a> breaking? <laughs> He's had your X-Wing in pieces. Has he? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the first couple of days this week we had uh, TMZ. That well-known website that we all love to frequent, uh, <laughs> posting uh, unofficial pictures from the set of... What's it stand for, TMZ? I was, I was about to say the same thing. I'll find out for you. You'll find out yeah. while I talk about a big space pig. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a very nice thing to call. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the pictures was a big. looks like a big space pig, and that's what people are calling it. Uh, okay. And it looks awesome. It's huge. Apparently it takes five or six people to kind of work the insides of it. Yeah. Uh, but big, practical, cool-looking aliens is what Props we're seeing. And that's what we want. Actual, real things. It's the Tatooine marketplace. Yeah. With, with the Has it been confirmed com- as that? That's what it looks like. Yeah. But have they actually confirmed it as being Tatooine? I don't think they've confirmed anything. Okay. Right, but right, right. There's a lot of things you can infer from what we've seen, like... But we've been back to Tatooine not so long ago. We've been Phantom Menace, we've yeah. been back to Tatooine, didn't we? And mm. even later as well, I think. Didn't he go back in the second one? Yeah. He's always going to, back. to rescue his mother. Yeah. But that whole angry I'm gonna go and kill some uh sand people scene. Oh yeah, that was um third one then. Oh that's that, the second that's one, the second that's one, when yeah. he starts yeah. to embrace the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the second one. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like sand um, in her shoes. Anyway. 
So yeah, what do we think of the pictures though? I think we've all been quite excited by the practical we nature. We said of this morning, like there are actual things to take pictures of. Like, there's not it, just a, a green joke screen. Go- that goes around Twitter, like periodically. That's really getting quite boring now. But people go, "Oh, leak picture from the new in- insert blockbuster film," and it's just like a sc- like a green JPEG. Yeah. Ah, 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 because everything's digital. But there's stuff to take pictures of. There's yep. stuff to delete. There's sets. There's actors. There's creatures. There's models. And one that was very exciting uh, the, uh, the next day was uh, the Millennium Falcon. Looks like we were seeing being built. Oh, that's good news. And it looked huge. Yeah. JJ yeah. Abrams was stressed. He was putting the stickers on himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then um, we had JJ Abrams tweeting something, didn't we? As a repost to mm. all the leaks that were happening, yeah. he took a picture of a letter that he hadn't written, and it yeah. said something to the effect of, um, oh, I really wish people would stop leaking all the stuff, and they're saying, like, the Millennium Falcon is yeah. in the film. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I think, And he took a picture yeah. of a letter on top of the chessboard that's inside the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was very smart. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But there's been some real news as well this week. Uh, they're pumping out these directors... Um, <laughs> what? Pump, pump. <laughs> what? Is, that, is that like colonic irrigation? No. I thought that's how you get a gig in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Trank will be directing a Star Wars spin-off. Josh Another Trank, the director one. of you Chronicle. Know, you know what you should do? You should direct the film he's on at the moment and get that made, and then he can start worrying about Star Wars. Because the film he's on at the moment is Fantastic Four. Right. Ah. So he has a busy slate ahead of him. Yeah. So, so we've obviously got the main Star Wars movie coming. The other spin-off, and now a second spin-off. Oh. So we've got the Gareth Edwards spin-off. Which mm-hmm. one's the first one? It's the first one. Right. Yeah. one of the, yeah. Have they... So so episode seven is coming out when? Next Christmas. Christmas. So okay. 2015. Yeah. Yep. Spin-off one is 2016. Yeah. Spin-off two, not really said I think said then it's JJ, well, episode... Eight? S- Nine. <laughs> Oh my god! Episode eight, the year after, we need, and then right. spin off. I think the, the idea is that there'll be a spin-off, and then one right. of the the main okay. films every wow. year, okay. kind of. We're milking that. This one is confirmed, is scheduled for December sixteenth, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what we yeah, said. So that's not next year. Then that's the Christmas period. No, yeah, that's JJ Abrams is next yeah. year. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You're right. No, I'm <laughs> so totally Abrams, confused. Abrams is doing. He won't be around by then. It doesn't that's matter. true. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing the core films, Abrams, and then we've got all these spin-off right. films. All right. Okay. Cool. There you go. But it's very exciting. Again, a young, up-and-coming director, not someone too established, mm-hmm. but someone who's kind of seems like a geek, seems like someone who's grown up with in the way that we have with these films. Who know what are they going to do with these spin-off films? What mm. What would you want to see? Like. There's always been talk of like them doing a bounty hunter movie. Yeah. Gareth Edwards, you would think it would be some kind of, I don't know, basing it simply on his track record. He could do anything, though, because he's a talented director. But some kind of monster movie. There's lots of big monsters in the Star Wars universe. I want to see a, a film about the, movie. The, either the cantina band in, from the size of the I was thinking, oh, like inside tour. Llewellyn Davis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something really out there. Just weird. I was thinking the cantina would be a good kind of starting point, a bit like EastEnders, you know. Everybody goes to the pub in EastEnders, and everybody goes to the pub in Coronation Street. They should just like have it all set in the cantina. Pint of blue milk. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I want to see a character piece on the Sarlacc pit. (laughs) I want to see a tone poem. What, just everyone just down in 12 people, like 12 angry men, all stuck in the bottom of the Sarlacc pit, (laughs) trying to work out how to get out. And Boba Fett just plops in. (laughs) There you go. Out of that for nothing, Josh. So, yeah, exciting news in Star Wars. I feel like there's there's more to come as well. I feel like they've not stopped. Oh, they're not going to stop now. 
What are they going to? Which director are they going to announce next week? I would like to see Duncan Jones announced as a Star Wars director. I think that would be cool. Mm. Any, any, anyone else? else? Yeah. Anyone else for any? Be good. George Lucas. I'd love yeah. to see Edgar, Lucas Edgar back in Star Wars comedy. Seriously? No. Edgar Wright. Star Wars comedy. <laughs> that would be good. I tell you what. Edgar Wright. Uh, He's got nothing on at the moment. Nah. What, I tell what, you what. His schedule's wide open now. <laughs> I tell you who'd be a good one is David Fincher. I believe he didn't. He didn't. He work in some in some way, shape, or form on Return of the Jedi. Mm, I think he might have done. Plus, he's a he's a Star Wars fan. Mm. David Fincher Star Wars movie would be awesome. After Alien Three, it's it's unlikely, isn't it? But he's a different Fincher now, isn't he? From the Alien Three, Manner of Zodiac, like a three-hour kind of procedural drama to work out who shot first. Yes, (laughs) and at the end, you're still none the wiser. And then it's just ambiguity prevails because that's what Fincher's all about these days. Awesome. We're sorted. Yeah, we should go. copyright that. Uh, more news this week, and uh, an, a game has been announced, Dan. Mortal Kombat! X! X! Um, he was assistant cameraman on Return yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. It's all up, see, it's all so, up here somewhere. Yeah. Um, he must have been really young. We're gonna, yeah, it was a little toy camera. Yeah. Just there. Um, so, lots of stuff is kind of getting out ahead of E3. Cut mm. through, Alex. That's what they're trying mm. to achieve here. Mm. Um, show to of avoid, voice, yeah. show avoid voice, the white yeah, noise. Yeah. Mind Amazing share. mind show. Bigger mind share. Uh, and one of the games to kind of um, jump early um, is Mortal Kombat X. Now, Ed Boon, the creator of the series, Boom. he's been teasing it for quite a while on that there Twitter. <laughs> and, don't, think um, that's, don't think it's how he knows he's, says, says he knows. That there My Twitter. name's Ed Boon. Where it's going to be more fighting. I don't even know what I'm doing. I can't do accents. Uh, I could barely do my own. Um, and they've been releasing posters that we've seen of like a yep. spinal column. Yep. And he changed his Twitter background to the iconic um, Mortal Kombat logo. And then he dropped the announcement along with a really nice trailer showing two most famous characters, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, taking each other on in a kind of frozen forest environment. Well, half frozen, half yeah. burning. Getting that frozen dollar that everyone's going for these oh, days. Yeah, I thought uh, the opening. Oh, we should cut that to let it go. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I thought the opening bit felt quite a lot like the the White Walker stuff in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything freezing as he kind of stands there. But uh, I, thought, I thought it was really cool. A great trailer. I, how does that actually translate into the game? There are sections of that trailer that almost look like it could looks be like gameplay. gameplay. And also, what but you have to remember, like UFC, if you're just got two characters mm. on a smaller environment, no kind of open world, persistent systems, AI, you can probably get a lot more graphically from those boxes. So it's not so much the sort of visual aspect of it; it's more the Fluidity. the way, well, the way that interacts with the background. Yeah. And obviously, because there's one bit a where tree and a bit where Sub Zero freezes like a tree branch yeah. and then snaps it off and uses. Yeah. It as like kind of a sword, yeah, which is pretty cool. Now, obviously, they did injustice, and there was a lot of kind of scripted events yeah. in there, but it did feel quite scripted. I thought, mm, and once yeah. you'd seen the kind of what? big finishing move, once it's like, okay, well, I've thought, seen you smash his face into the back computer. Yeah. The coolest thing about the trailer, if it is indicative or even uses some kind of gameplay stuff, is I thought the fluidity of them fighting because usually in fighters you'll. Like you can tell, it looks like someone's pressing the button there. It looks yeah. like someone's pressing the button yeah. there. There's other fighters like Dead or Alive where, like, the, the kind of um, the blocking takes into account the attack. Yeah. So it's like a bespoke animation. Yeah. In this bit of gameplay, it looked like they were actually fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the repost. No, there's a special word for it. The counter. Right. The counter yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like yeah. it's contextual based yeah. on yeah. the type. Yeah, yeah, punch. yeah. yeah. Punch, it looks like really like intricate martial arts. Um, but that's what 
that's what made me think it's not real in terms of what they showed. Are you saying it's bullshit? Oh, I'm just saying it's probably a target of what Red they're aiming for. Yeah. Mm. Well, I see a lot would, of that each week. Would you like some Mortal Kombat feedback, though? Oh, bloody love I have an email. I have an email on that subject from uh, Andrew Voick, who says, with the announcement of the next instalment of the Mortal Kombat series, uh, who are you hoping to pop up as a guest? Are you inevitably DLC, console-specific? Bruce Lee. Um, DLC? My exceptionally greedy hope would be for a whole series of horror movie icons. They already had Freddy Krueger and MK9. Why not Pinhead, Leatherface, or even Leprechaun? Preferably from his Leprechaun in the Hood incarnation. So who would you like to see? Anyone? Anything? Any character? It would be cool if they had a full roster. Like we've, it obviously seem, it seems the licensing around some of those characters is a bit more relaxed than other properties because yeah. you got Michael Myers recently in Call of Duty. Duty. Mm. Yep. So a full-on roster of all great horror movie icons would be amazing. It's I'd not basically really... Just, I basically just use this idea. It's not really <laughs> a horror game, though, is it? Yeah, but it's the not just... entirely out of... It's a gory game, no. isn't it? So it's kind of... There are definitely characters who are horror influenced, like Reptile and... Yeah. They wouldn't be out of keeping. Mm. What do you think, Alex? I'm trying to think. Well, I was going to say some of the Game of Thrones stuff after the fight. That oh, Cole Drogo would fit into. Yeah, he'd be Mortal better. Kombat. That'd be cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Conan. Khaleesi just like calls on the dragons. Looks looks quite fit. Um, he also says, "What's your favourite fatality?" I used to be a big mm. fan of babalities when I was little. Mm. <laughs> What's that? I just when you turn your opponent yeah. to a little baby and um, cry. It didn't last very long. Because uh, I got really good at the game when I was little and I used to do it to my cousin all the time. <laughs> just like turn him into a little baby. Like the ultimate humiliation. Like you could like rip their head off, but yeah. actually I'll just turn you into a little baby and you'll cry and wet yeah. yourself. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not actually much of a Mortal Kombat fan. More of a Street Fighter fan, so. Okay, well, uh, Andrew's uh, his is a tie between Shiva in MK9, uh, rips off the opponent's arms, and then bitch slaps the unfortunate Fatali with her own appendages. She then finishes off by using the bloodied stumps to applaud her own That's, victory. Is that how you finish off? <laughs> yeah. And he likes the classic one is Sub Zero spine rip. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the first one. I wonder right. if we were going to broaden this and just watch your favourite death. I, I, just I, not mine. Oh, yeah, not mine. Where are you going? I quite yeah, like, I quite well, like Alan in Coronation Street when he gets run over by the tram. tram. Yeah, Would you good like one? to call on a tram at the end of Mortal Kombat? That'd be good, wouldn't it? I'm going to go with an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Helen Daniels in Neighbours. Oh, when Helen they didn't realise she'd had a stroke and died. <laughs> and they were kind of talking to her still. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, that didn't go well. Any, any of the ones in Neighbours. Bouncer the dog. How did he die? I can't remember. But he definitely dies. <laughs> right. Because all dogs die. Brilliant. What about you? That's a good one. Any, uh, any TV or movie deaths? I was going to say the death of this podcast very rapidly. So why don't we move wow. on to the next subject, shall we? Sh- shall we? Shall we lighten the mood a little? Uh, Doctor Strange. Any Doctor Strange fans in the house? <laughs> Brilliant. The Sorcerer Supreme. You're on your own. Shall we move on? Uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, uh, the Marvel uh, character. He's a Sorcerer Supreme. He is the most powerful magician in the universe, and they're going to make a movie based mm. on the character, and they've announced the director this week, and it's Scott Derrickson. Who's he? Scott Derrickson is a horror film director, so okay. it's an interesting direction for Marvel to take. Uh, he did Sinister. He did The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did a Hellraiser a sequel, but that was his first movie. Right. We'll let him well, off that one. sequels are supposed to be all right, actually, like the much later ones. I don't know which one he yeah, did. Yeah, I've given, I've given up on them after about three. Like, not amazing, but... 
Not told, Dross. Dross. He said one foray into blockbusters, which wasn't great. It was the day the Earth Stood Still remake, mm. which I wasn't a huge right. fan of. But Sinister's really good, and he knows how to scare people. So if they're going to go down a slightly darker route with this one, does he hide behind doors all the time? <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that I like when you said like, magician, like <laughs> I think you have to go so much with a magician, you just think he's going to do really lame tricks <laughs> in the movie. Like, Where'd the pennies come from? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they've actually officially announced it, but he tweeted a picture of himself holding a yeah. copper comic saying, my next project will be strange. Oh, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Cuts out of the bag. Um, so, yeah, that's a really interesting one. And today there was a rumour of who they might be casting in the role. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, people, like, I'm surprised. Well, like, I saw Dallas Buyers Club last week and I thought he was going to do just like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's very good in he's that, isn't he? He's very good, yeah. Um, very powerful. Because who else was rumoured this week? Also, Ethan Hawke, because obviously he worked with director on Sinister. Oh, oh, I find Ethan Hawke a bit dull. He's a bit dull, isn't he? Mm. He's, great in Sin- he's great in Sinister. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Butler, who obviously died once he left his podcast, tweeted a suggestion, and the Red Viper from Game of Thrones. Yep. That would be good. He'd be cool. He's, he's, he's nothing to me. He's got, he's got nothing on at the moment. He's got nothing else to do. Is that a spoiler? Yeah. Mm. Well, hopefully we might do a superhero show dedicated to some some Casting ideas tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We'll have that up for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, horror, because um, Guillermo del Toro was once upon a time associated with the project. Horror director. Yeah. Neil Gaiman was associated with it for a, a brief amount of time. Horror kind of. Yeah, writer. I mean, he's not an out-and-out horror character, but no. it's an, it, it, they're obviously going to make him a bit scary. Curses and sort of things that the occult, yeah. I guess, is it's the, the occult, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, falls within the remit of a horror director, yeah, and his expertise. But that'd be cool because you know, we, we keep talking about we'd like to see Marvel mix things up a bit, and yeah, you know, it feels like they're going through the motions a little with the, the, the main heroes that they're using, so it's good to see someone a bit different. Oh, god, no, uh, yeah, so interesting news on the strange front. Mm. Uh, last piece of news this week is that uh, Forza Horizon 2 uh, was announced by, well, us. Could you sit further away from your microphone? Yes. <laughs> Forza Horizon 2 <laughs> well was announced. Alex is in the next room. Uh, Forza, well done for saying it right I know, as well. I know. We, well, it was only after spending an entire day with the developers that's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'm saying this wrong. Now, I'm not it's sure Italian. how much of this we can, we, we can actually mention at this point. Well, we can say that we've seen the game. Yeah. We can say that it's coming out. <laughs> yes. Um, we can say that it looks, from what we've seen, it looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, as long as we don't show it. Ah. So we use, that's a good point. You spent your entire week blurring out <laughs> the yeah, video of the game. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not yeah well, what have you been up to this week, Stu? <laughs> if, you've, if you've seen the conversation piece uh, on Forza Horizon 2... Uh, Somebody's actually commented saying that's some of the worst compositing I've ever seen. Are your video editors on crack? That's because it's not compositing. Those guys aren't composited from a blue from a from a green screen. We actually had to blur out all the footage on the monitors behind them because of uh, well because timing of timing because of timing issues. Umbongos, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah, umbongos, yeah. What's an embargo? It's like an embargo, but nicer, <laughs> tastier, sweeter. Yeah, a sweet embargo. So the game is out. Uh, later this year, uh, so it's going to be out in fall or autumn. Autumn, yes. yes. <laughs> so it's going to come out pretty much the same time as Drive Club. Mm. Um, so that'll be and, interesting and to see what the kind crew. of yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought it looked very pretty indeed. It looks very pretty. I really like. Um, um, I've never really been into Forza um, motorsport, but I really liked Forza Horizon. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. Like motorsport is pitched really fun. Pitched motorsport Great. is pitched as a kind of hardcore racing game. You know, this is still 
it's a, more accessible one though. but yeah. it's a lot more accessible uh, and to give you an idea you know you've got supercars that now go off road a lot more you know I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail because we'll have a lot more stuff coming up but over the next three or four weeks in fact yes yes um, but you know it's the first kind of Neve Speed is my my level of racing game where you, you don't have to touch brake too much mm. uh, and this is not quite as extreme as that but still it looks like a whole lot of fun and yeah, um, yeah it's really really pretty as well it's incredibly pretty we look behind the scenes at some of the stuff they're doing graphically and it's absolutely incredible I think um, without giving too much away the lighting is, is yep. what they've done with the lighting is amazing and even how they render the sky is unlike anything that's been done before so yeah it's really really interesting yeah, exciting. So more today, tomorrow, next week. week after. More next week. As yes. part of IGN First. Yes. Bringing you new information on new games every month. First. But, oh, crap, I messed it up. <laughs> that was like, that was not going to drape me. You had one job. Yeah. That's all right. I'll, I'll, just, yeah. I'll sort that in post. Yeah. This is supposed to scope me out. <laughs> Can you blur out that? Because we shouldn't be sharing that. <laughs> Okay, uh, I think we should issue a spoiler alert at this yes. point because we're heading on to the first of two talking points this week and it is about Game of Thrones and in particular the Game of Thrones episode that aired on HBO and Sky Atlantic this week. The Viper and the Mountain. The Viper and the Mountain. Also the Pillar and the Stones. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. How did, you get, how did you get the stones above the pillar? That's a reference to there's something about Mary. How did, you get, how did you get the beans above the Frank? He's got the beans above the Frank. No. Am I, am I no idea what you're talking about? I don't know about? what you're talking about. Yeah? Yeah. Right, good. Chris, okay. no? I'm, I'm just worried that... Mentally uh, Am I ever going to watch Game of Thrones? I'm going to know everything that happens in it when I finally yeah. get around to watching it, aren't I? Well, if, if you, you're if not you're watching not started it, watching it at all. Yeah. The... I've started a couple of times you and won't be given up both times. Well, you're yeah. not going to get there. No. Fair enough. Go, go, go. All right, thank you. Well, okay. of course, this week, uh, it was the, 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 the big part of the episode. There were several big parts of this episode, but the biggest part, I guess, was the big fight scene at the end of the episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually thought first. the fight scene was going to happen a lot earlier. As I was watching mm. it, a lot happened in the episode. They kept the powder dry for it, didn't and they? you get right up to the end. It's like, like there's not going to be enough time for this. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the next episode. So I guess, well, the first thing is it's very brutal. Mm-hmm. Should, we, should we explain it for Chris, who yeah, Chris hasn't seen it? Don't do anything for me. Just do it for the listeners. Well, if they've heard it, I don't. I don't. All right, explain it to me. Hopefully, people have seen it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, then please do not listen. Yeah, do not yep. watch or listen. To what this. happens? So uh, there's a fight between this huge guy called the Mountain and this small, nimble chap called the Viper. Is that right? Yeah, the Red Viper, Prince Oberyn. That's so it, Prince Oberyn. Obviously, everyone expects the the Man Mountain to win. So this little dude dances around him, ends up pinning him on the floor. With a big spear. I'm cutting it down. It's like Dorothy Cole. He's like dancing it's, around him. Right, it's yeah. a really well choreographed fight. And, but basically, he's there. He's trying to get revenge on his sister, sister who was raped and murdered by this guy. And he's trying to find out who is it that issued the order for him to go and rape and murder. And we know who it is. We yeah. know it's, yeah. it's Tywin Lannister that issued the order. And he's taunting him, trying to extract yeah. this kind of confession. Yeah. Even though he's, like, slashed his Achilles heels. Yeah. So, yeah, he cut his Achilles heels, stabbed through the, uh, the chest... And you think the big guy's down and out, and anyway, he's this. The, the viper is so preoccupied with trying to get this information out of him. The other guy whips him off his feet, rolls on top of him, and then basically crushes his head and his head pops. Well, it, well, it's yeah. like he builds, and builds. <laughs> he punches yeah. him, knocks all his teeth out. Oh yeah, and he yeah. gouges his eyes out. It's Blood really is issuing out of the socket. Really, and he keeps screaming, on going, screaming. and his head. 
crumble. Like it just pops. Yeah. It's properly gruesome. Brain and brain and watching Game of Thrones everywhere. It would be my point on it. My take on it is like I'm not squeamish whatsoever. Like I, I've watched plenty of gory things. I'm not mm-hmm. prudish when it comes to stuff like that. It doesn't bother me. I feel like films and TV and whatever <laughs> can use that stuff if they want to. But we're talking about that. We're, we're talking about how gory and spectacular it was rather than it's really sad and shocking that character died. We're talking yeah. about the way he died rather than the fact he died. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost... Because Game of Thrones has had so many shocking events, it kind of has to outdo itself. And it's so yeah. kind of shocking that you talk about that more, and especially when I've heard people in the office, they're talking more about the effect of how he dies rather yeah. than the consequences. Yeah. And I feel like that, dramatically, that's kind of just a little bit off. Um, yeah, because I don't know what you think. Like, well, I, I was actually quite sad that he died because I really wanted him to win, and I have no idea if this is because I know the stories and the, the the TV and the book are going slightly different directions now, so I don't know if this follows that. Well, I think it does, but I think he, in the books he's introduced a lot earlier. So right. uh, he was only introduced in season four of Game of Thrones on the TV right, show, the but in, yeah. in in in, yeah. in the book he's introduced, I think, uh, yeah, as I say, a lot earlier on. So his character, you know, you know more him a lot. Attachment. Yeah, yeah, you get more of an attachment to him, and I think the manner of the death is. Probably not quite the same, but mm. very similar. But there was definitely, from my perspective anyway, an expectation that he was going to win, even you know when I was watching it two weeks ago before this episode started. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting. But this that. is Game of Thrones we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, and, no, no, and of course, yeah. You know, and nothing pans out the way you think it's going to yeah. pan out. I'm really concerned because, of course, what this means is the death. It's the possible death of. Say it. Tyrion. I've, I've got a theory. Okay. And you backed up the theory this morning. Yeah. So we haven't read. The obviously, book, so no, yeah. I haven't read the book. So uh, the mountain was obviously slashed in the Achilles and then stabbed through the heart yeah. or through the chest. I reckon he's going to die. Yeah. So therefore, both of the warriors. So again, just adding context to it. Little dwarf dude. Uh, he's um, accused of regicide. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. um, if the Viper had won, he would have been let free. It's death Mountain by combat. Wins. Uh, yeah. Trial yeah, yeah, by combat. Yeah. So I, I've got a feeling that he's going to die, and therefore both are dead. Doesn't matter. As far as I know, it's oh. the one that's first that dies first in the ring. Uh. As far as I'm aware, that's that's the way it works. Whoever dies first in the ring, mm. that that's right. That, that's well, we'll outcome. see. But the other thing that you said this morning, I think he's called the Viper because he poisons his weapons. Yeah. Mm. So he's yeah. The mountain is by probably going to die. I mean, he's mm. he's lost the use of his legs anyway. Because his, his Achilles have been hacked, yeah. and he's got a sodding anyway, great big spear through what, his yeah. chest. But, but what do you think, in terms of? Sorry, we'll bring it back yeah, on to, to yeah, what we're, what we're talking about. Right? Yeah, I think you're you're probably right because the last time I remember seeing something as as incre- as violent as this, it's going back a few years. Do, do do you ever see the the Gaspar Noé film Irreversible? I've never seen which that, is a really horrific film yeah and there's there, there's two parts in that film that, that, are the co- that, that well there's one part that's referenced a lot and that's the there's a very long very uncomfortable rape scene but there's a there's a part earlier on in the film where a guy goes to this club and, and batters another guy to death with a with a fire extinguisher mm. Mm. and it's a very similar it's a very similar thing to, to what happens in game Game of Thrones it doesn't cut away from this scene and you basically see this guy's face just being caved in you yeah. see his jaw hanging off you see an eye hanging out of its socket and it's really ugly it's really uncomfortable yeah. to watch and in the context of that you kind of that's that's a film that is there to shock and it is there it's there to disorientate you mm. whereas in 
in Game of Thrones, which is kind of which is more mainstream entertainment, I Absolutely. think you're probably yeah. right. It is a I little bit yeah. more like, uncomfortable. Again, I would just reiterate, and there's another point I want to make: is you know, I'm not squeamish, and it's not the fact that violence. I think TV shouldn't use violence or anything like that because you know, it's it's basically it starts off being King Lear. Mm. Like he's gouging out his eyes, and obviously in King Lear it has certain thematic relevance. So he's gouging the eyes out and crushing, and kind of do that. They kind of foreshadow it, I think, mm. in the episode. So we talked about this this morning. They're having that conversation about the like dim-witted cousin yes, who used yes. to crush bugs, and it's almost like foreshadowing the way that he crushes in his head. Yeah. So they do try to set it up, kind of like in a literary kind of way. But ultimately, I think it's just so spectacularly yeah. Yeah. gruesome that it, is it that overwhelms what, the moment. Because mm. there's nothing quite like Twitter than uh, straight after the Game of Thrones has, oh, has aired. It goes absolutely crazy yeah. more than anything else. It's really hard to since like, I've been using Twitter because I only watched it yesterday, so like two days after it aired, right. and it was really hard to try and but, avoid anything. I mean, I'm quite interested. We, we, the four of us here, are horror people, you know, we've watched horror films aren't yeah. particularly squeamish. Yeah. A lot of people. I, of my friends are like that but equally a lot of my friends I've got a lot of friends who hate horror who won't watch it who are squeamish yeah. who are all watching Game of Thrones right. so how's this affecting them like well, yeah. but the thing people is, who won't watch a horror film and yet this sounds like it's I much more hardcore is, than I a lot of horror yeah. much more yeah. hardcore so I think in um, horror like violence and gore and stuff like that is used kind of sometimes metaphorically mm. or like as a symbol and stuff like that here it is just like this person has got killed in a really horrible yeah. way yeah. like we've Talking more about the final scene, yeah. there's an equally horrible bit in earlier in the episode where the man is flayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is equally yeah. shocking yeah. in yeah. some ways. I need to and, watch and this. And it just cuts to him, yeah. and his eyes are like yeah. stabbed in, yeah. and yeah. he's got no skin yeah. on his torso. Yeah. He's dripping. Yeah, it's, it's that properly, is equally shocking. Is it yeah. bad that this is making me want to watch it rather than the storyline <laughs> that you talk about? Because it's what everyone's talking. It's about. event like, TV. It really yeah. is. Yeah. But are they going to have to keep topping themselves This is the now? thing. Is yeah, where do you since, go? It's since the Red Wedding. It's escalation, in, in, isn't in, it? In the last season, which was, which was violent, but more shocking than violent. Which it's is why the Red Wedding worked. Yeah. Yes, like. that's why that worked so well. And you're right, Dan. This, is, this hasn't, you know... This hasn't worked as well. Maybe it wasn't meant to work as well, though. Maybe that's maybe not the, the reason behind it. They're going for. But I remember after the Red Wedding, just being... Numbed. Dumbfounded. Yes. Like, yeah. I had no words... Yeah. It's like utterly yeah. horrified, harrowing experience. Whereas this is like, ugh. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a cheaper kind of reaction. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. They they, they they didn't flinch away from it either. The, you know, they, it was definitely. It was they they kept on it for a few seconds. Linger. There was a long shot of it as well. But and it was, was a, a lot of it was almost like you know from the perspective of the mountain as well when yes. he's like squeezing his head. It's like oh my yeah. god, this is yeah. But we've seen effects like that in video games, have we not? And, and we're not. Too fussed about that? Um, yeah, but, but I, 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 again, about anything. That, I don't think that, I don't. I think that's more gruesome than anything in a. That I can really think. Yeah, of. because like God of War three has a lot of like you know sort of face battering Ripping and stuff your head like, off. But it, yeah. it's mm. nowhere near as gruesome as that. She rips off her think. opponent's arms, bit slaps the unfortunate <laughs> fatally with their own appendages, finishes it's off by using the bloodied stumps to applaud their own victory. But yeah, but if he'd have done that, well, that would have been funny in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it was like it wasn't funny. What about that? Like, what about that? Like, 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 like,
it, I guess it's tone and treatment and approach to it. Like mm. Mortal Kombat has a very kind of heightened yeah. kind of sense of humour. The fact that you can also turn your opponent into a baby and stuff. Like yeah. it is incredibly violent at the same time. Well, what but. about the old hag in Wolfenstein that came out the other week? You know, the, the, the one you did <laughs> yeah. you did a video for. That's yeah. pretty horrible as well. When she's like she she yeah, yeah. she's right up in your but face and she's got a jaw um, hanging off. And it's I don't think that's peculiar or particular to video games above and beyond any other medium. I guess there's uh, you know. There's Two Face in the Batman movies as well, which is really horrible to look at. I, honestly, I thought this was next level. The Game of Thrones stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I think. It was it, yeah, way I think from, main, like, from mainstream TV, you're you're talking, you're seeing something that that usually would be the reserve of more extreme cinema. Mm. Yeah, like Asian cinema, something like Irreversible, that sort of stuff almost crossing over and coming into your house through your TV mm. and that's why it was particularly shocking because mm. usually you have to go and seek that stuff out yeah. whereas this it was like everyone was watching it on a you know a main TV show on a main TV channel mm. so well, we'll see what happens next week because traditionally episode nine of, of Game of Thrones is the season where where everything really <laughs> well, hits the fan. Yeah, has it? Yeah. Apparently, it's just Jon Snow. Actually. Jon Snow next week is it? One hundred and two against one hundred thousand. Uh, that's not going to go well, is it? Answer, that's it? not going to go well. So, uh, let us know what you thought of uh, this week's episode of Game of Thrones, and in particular the violence, uh, the violent aspect of it. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And yes, we know it's an unwieldy email address. Oh, yeah. Just the Can way we, it let's, is. Let's try and get duckhunt at IGN.com. I'll probably get that. get that actually. Yeah, we'll have a word. We'll see. It's already taken. Do you know what? <laughs> I think it would have to be UK underscore duck hunt. <laughs> IGN.com. Unfortunately. It's just how, how our emails are set up. Let's move on to another chat, because we already mentioned that next week it's uh, E3, the biggest week in the uh, gaming calendar, Absolutely. some would say. Yep. And the week that Chris is going to watch all the Game of Thrones while at work. <laughs> you could do that. Right? Yeah, because then, then I'll have something to add to the podcast next week. Or week, week after. after. Yeah. Perfect. Job done. Lovely. So what's your thoughts about uh, E3? Because we've had a lot of stuff that's been leaked out already. Yeah, so... It's so a mixture between leaks and, again, just jumping the gun. Yeah, so because it, it's, it's a bit difficult, I guess. If you're a publisher and you think, right, it's... The entire focus of the world, if you're into games, is on LA at that point. Uh, so do you announce your game along with 50 million other games? Mm -hmm. Or do you try and get it out there a bit early so you've got the spotlight on your game only? But the problem that's happened this year, and it's increasingly uh, built up to this point... So many big games have come out and either leaked or been announced already that it's a bit like, yeah, shit. and it's actually resulted in some kind of awkward moments like Mortal Kombat and Forza both were announced yeah. early, but exactly the, exactly same, the time. same time. Oh, dear. So yeah, everything they clash. planned, yeah, everything they planned to try and keep the two apart, and then exactly to the minute, that's two incredible. I guess, you know, the, the, when E3 started many years ago, the media landscape was completely different. We didn't have social media. No. Which is, I guess, why everybody got together in one big building and everybody announced all their games and journalists would go away and write up everything about them. But yeah. now that landscape is completely different, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, is yeah, something yeah. like E3 as necessary now? Well, I think the... I think for outside of our industry, it helps shine a light on some of the amazing stuff we do. So, you know, the hardware announcements last year, you know, some of the big games, you know, outlets such as the BBC, for example, probably wouldn't give two hoots that, I don't know, Far Cry 4 has been announced. But they will be at E3 and they'll be talking about video yeah, games and, and what a thriving industry and is. I so think, it's good for that. I think purpose. Monday is a conference day is quite interesting as well. Like having a platform for those big developers, almost kind of setting out an agenda 
knowing what they're about for the next year, yeah. trying to convey what the future's going to look like, even whether they keep or betray those promises, getting them, and it's kind of like the Apple keynote or any kind of keynote in any industry where you kind of set out your store for the year yeah. ahead. I think, I think always interesting. The, the thing that's different this year more than any other year, though, is that normally you have those kind of hell yeah moments where it's, you know, one other thing, let's announce this game. Mm. So many games have been announced already. Is like, what is left? Mm. Like Ubisoft traditionally announced a brand new franchise, but um, The Division is, well, God knows when that's coming out. Rainbow Six Patriots, you know, they announced that, well, showed footage two, of that two years ago, three years ago. Still nothing on that. If they announce another game that's coming out in three, four years, it's like, well, you know, what's happening? Yeah. Well, Assassin's Creed will come so out every year until I die. There's going to be a mixture. <laughs> like, there's the games we already know about. Mm. Uh, I was almost going to, into that Donald Rumsfeld. You were, quote, weren't you? There, there are known unknowns. unknowns. <laughs> there are, there are unknown, known knowns, known unknowns, and, and unknown unknowns. unknowns. And then there's Batman Lego 3. Wow. <laughs> so there's games that have got ahead that we know we've got official wording on we've got yeah. pack shots we've got trailers there's games that have been leaked but we still don't have firm details on them so yeah. like Project Beast for instance um, Halo 5 Guardians we've been announced but Project Beast we've seen we've seen footage yeah, but we footage. don't have hard details looks, looks what pretty it real, though. is yeah so I think it's authentic but we don't know what it really is yet mm, yeah. and then there are still unknown knowns like Battlefield not Battlefield, no. Battlefront. Star Wars game. Star Wars Battlefront, yeah. And then there still will be a few surprises. See, I, that's, I'm really looking forward to seeing some Star Wars Battlefront stuff. Yeah. Because um, I don't really know that much about it, apart from it's being developed by DICE and ex-Uncharted lady is working on it, I believe. Is yes. Right? Yeah. Amy Henning. Um, but I've also heard she's from... She's on a different Star Wars game, actually. The Visceral one. Okay. Right. So I've also heard that uh, Sony has got... A new announcement. Okay. Which will be exciting. Mm. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants Crash Bandicoot. No. Some people do, but then you'll give it to them and they well, actually won't. No. no. We, all right, we're making this instead of the next Uncharted. <laughs> so, you know, some things that, you know, I'm sure that we'll see Uncharted there. I'm sure that we'll see, you know, we know that Far Cry 4 is coming. I'm sure we'll still see footage so of it. There's still lots to, to be excited it. about, is that yeah. what you're saying? But, yeah. but, it's, still but, it, but it lacks the... Kazam moment, yeah, which is right. like this game is coming, and it's and, and it's <laughs> like Bioshock on the Vita. What do you remember that? No. Ken Levine announced that like two years ago. Still nothing. Right. Wow. Yeah, but that's <laughs> you know part of the charm of being at E3 is being in a room full of loud Americans and watching them lose their shit over something that I couldn't get <laughs> to. IGN head office, Alex. <laughs> yeah. uh, apologies to all our American friends who are listening to the podcast presently. No, because Nintendo. It's a of fact of life, and all, most Americans that I've met will happily admit that they get overexcited. If you happily admit that, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> they really happily admit it. They admit it with woo. <laughs> you USA. You Now Nintendo don't bother going to E3, do they? Not anymore. Now. Do, do we know why that no, is? No, they are there. They just don't have a press conference. Right, and why is that then? Because they they, they want to be more in control of what they're doing. <sighs> they or? beam direct budget into reasons. The, the, well, it's not that. Because they, they, they do Nintendo Direct now. Yeah. So rather than talking to a room full of overexcited Americans who whoop and holler at the slightest little thing, they beam direct into people's homes uh, to people who whoop and holler at the slightest little Circumvent thing. Circumvent the media. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Alternatively, they haven't got many games coming out that are exciting. That's not true. <laughs> Zelda, the new Zelda, will hopefully be very exciting. Well, we um, don't really know any of the Nintendo announcements. So that's at least someone, yeah. at least one publisher can keep a secret. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. But and that's the difference. So they'll announce stuff at the Nintendo Direct, which I think is penciled in for the Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, yeah. And then the show opens at midday, okay. and then you can go onto the stand and play the game. So which is you know a nice and, way of doing it. If you wanted to like watch all of these like these com- press conferences and see all the new where, games, where, where could you do where such could a thing? You? I didn't think you could. Gamespot. Who? What? Amazing. IGN.com. Yes. Is that IGN.com forward slash yeah. We're basically live streaming. I think it is, yes. <laughs> We're basically live streaming for the entire week. So you can Everything. watch all the press conferences, pre and post analysis, yeah. demoing all the new games. It's going to be crazy. Will we see you guys on camera? Yes. yes. Oh, what are you doing Good. on camera? Um, well, I'm looking at everything that EA is releasing. So hopefully Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefield Hardlines, cool. blah, blah, blah. FIFA. And then. Um, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> you, 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 you and Leah. Yeah, me and Leah are going to talk some, you know, serious FIFA shit, man. It's mm. going to be sweet. Pre World Cup. So I'm doing EA, EA stuff. You're doing all the two K stuff. So hopefully, we'll see more evolve. Yep. Um, but yeah, loads of stuff. It's going to be a brilliant week. Yeah. And will you be doing a podcast while you're there? Time permitting. That's the idea. So uh, we're going to hook up with our Aussie pals. Cool. And uh, try and do something are you going to do a podcast? That? going to try and get Tr- Tristan to do the podcast for us. Yeah. Tristan, if you're listening, thanks very much. <laughs> Brilliant. Let's move on. Reader feedback this week. Dan, you've got the first piece. Have I? Yes, it says right. number three on top, but it's actually the first right. piece. This is from Vincent. Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt! I was listening to your feedback discussion from last week about the Xbox One without Connect and how useless it's been, say, for a few voice control gimmicks. It got me thinking, how would the Wii have fared if new motion controls were only used on the home menu? But there were no games at launch truly that utilised motion controls and made it so it was easier to just use a plain controller. This is why Wii Sports and the Wii were successful, Mm. because there were games that actually used Mm. the control method. They gave us new methods of controlling games. Uh, This is the problem with Kinect, I think. I love mine, but there's no games that really show it off. Do you agree, Alex? Yes. Moving on. <laughs> Wasn't it like Connectimals and, and Connect well, Sports and all that, though? Well, yeah, but it's not. Last time, and then obviously Connect Sports Rivals recently came out. But but it's not a big enough reason to invest in the hardware, mm. I don't think. To, to um, cite Vince's point, um, Wii Sports, that was a, a, the epiphany moment. You've talked about that yeah, many that, times on the yeah, podcast, how were it just like completely made sense. It's yeah. the, the, the one time when you know, a new console made sense. Like, because normally it's like, uh, okay, well, I'll get that. Hardware and software in perfect alignment. Within 30 seconds, it's like, right, I get it. I remember the first time I saw it was in the window of game on Mm. Oxford Street, and they had two people in the window demoing um, Wii Sports, and it was just, there was a massive crowd of people outside watching because it was just like, oh, my God. Connect doesn't make sense in the same way when you pick it up and, well, you know, you pick it up and you start using it. It doesn't make sense in the quite same way. Just sits there staring at you, Dan, staring at you. Uh, I've got an email from Riss Lord who says, uh, last week you guys for an example of a game that's better with Connect, Dance Central. That is true. Well, it's it's not a game without Connect. Basically, it's just it's just a soundtrack. <laughs> yes, it's just a I CD. I like that. Yeah. Just listen to Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, unless you had a mat, would you rather your dance games had the old-fashioned you know, arrows on a mat that you plugged in and had on the floor, or the camera? Um, well, I think the mat is more gamey, as in, like, mm. it's kind mm. of you're doing well here and not. Because I've played Dance Central and sometimes found it a bit unreliable. Because right. I was throwing some banging chairs. Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do like to freestyle, and sometimes I feel the mat limiting. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. But but you, can't, you can't do that in any dance rhythm game. Oh, okay. What happens, though, if you've got a really shiny floor? You could go arse over tip with that mat. Or pull off some pretty awesome moves. That's true. Just spin. You've three and hours and hours right? and hours. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's, got some, he's got some moves. Yeah, I've used MC I Hammer. I always think back to Barcelona. Flash dance and MC uh, Hammer. What, like throwing him up in the air? Yeah, with his oh, broken yeah. leg. Jeez. Yeah. And you just gently sliding down a wall. <laughs> that wasn't a dance move. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? No. Oh. And there was that nothing was... gentle about it. He was standing up next minute. He was face down and his nose was I don't think anyone really knows floor. what we're talking about and maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. It, it reminded me quite a lot of this week's episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so much blood. <laughs> Been such a nice night before then. Yeah. But yeah, luckily you had a lot, lot of alcohol to numb the pain. <laughs> what, yeah, Honestly. Speaking <laughs> Speaking of alcohol. Richard Knight says, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Uh, I was writing to say that I was shocked to hear about Prince Kamali ordering a double vodka <laughs> Coke when offered a drink. <laughs> I'm sure if it will make Chris Tilly feel any better, would you let him know that I once paid £34 for what? two bottles of Corona in a New York nightclub? Chris, I don't think you know about this. No, what's so this? last week, we were talking about one of the first times um, after Luke started work at IGM, <laughs> we went to the pub, and you got around a bit, and I told the story. You you offered to get round it, and I was like, I'll have a pint. And Luke went, can I have a double vodka and coke? And you, you your face just went, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were really pissed off. Now I always find I do find it funny when people demand a double. But that's because yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said to him, yeah. it's like everybody else is definitely a beer. You, you're like, oh, I'll have a large wine. It's like ten quid. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. That's not how this works. Yeah, that's, uh, that's have something of equal value. Yeah. Yeah. The office was out a while ago, and someone. Do, do you remember this? Someone ordered. I'm not going to say who, but I'm pretty sure they don't <laughs> listen to the podcast. Someone got around it, and this person ordered a jug of pimps. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a jug of pimps. Wow. And, and stayed stayed for like an hour and a half. Drank the jug of pimps. And then went. <laughs> but that's really clever because if you get a jug of pims, you don't have to go up and get around anymore. No, you can't. You've got so much to drink. Right, that's that's it. Can I get a bottle yeah, of scotch, yeah. please? Uh, but no, I, that's it. <laughs> I, 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 I only order beers in jugs now. <laughs> just a picture. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> enough to keep me going me. from now until two bottles, I leave. Two bottles of wine? <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I'm not happy because I don't want our, re- our listeners to be having to pay all that money for their drinks. So no. I'm sad for you, Rich. £34 is insane. Two Coronas. It's not even good beer. I hope he means the beer and not the old fizzy lemonade you used to get in the 70s. That's quite like Do you remember Corona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Used to get Cherry Aid. That was nice. Mm. Right then. Aye. And they were in glass bottles and you used to get a deposit back on glass bottles and all. Ooh, save money. My Corona. Oh, nice. I wondered what you were doing in the Okay, Just going... See, you've got the knack. You've got the knack. That was the name of the band that did my show. Was it? Yeah, the knack. I thought they began with an S. What? Why? Dunno. <laughs> uh, I got an email from Ryan Johnson. He says, Duck Hunt. Duck, Duck Hunt. Hunt. Please. Uh, <laughs> let me speak about Watch Dogs. Uh, before its release, I was as much a part of the hype as ev- a train as everyone else. Now it's out, though, I can't help but feel disappointed. I feel as though the map lacks any truly unique areas such as the GTA Airport or the Saints Row Marina. The hacking doesn't feel very open to experimentation. Press Q to blow up this bad guy. The karma system seems to be almost half-arsed in that it has no real impact on the game, unlike infamous karmic systems. Whilst I'm not saying that Watch Dogs is bad, I don't think it lives up to the hype. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yes. Um, Have you played it anymore? um, I've probably played about 10 hours. Mm. Um, I'm finding it a bit of a slog, to be honest. Um, Can't live up to the hype, because the hype was just... Yeah, it's crazy. High. Was, it, was that the first next-gen game we saw? Well, no, this, I'm writing something about this at the moment, probably gone side this, this weekend, and we saw it at 2012. Yeah, and that was, I think, one of the reasons it, it 
generated so much hype because that was the E3 where we all thought next gen we was going to show it up. We expected it to be there. Yeah. And it, no consoles were announced, but they yeah. showed this new game that quite clearly was a next gen game. Yeah. So it was our first glimpse of next, next gen at a conference when it failed to turn up. Yeah. Um, and it's not revolutionary. It's very similar to a lot of games we've already played and it's not that exciting. I find certain sections enjoyable to play, but it's just bit bland I think yeah mm. I borrowed an Xbox one from work and I've given it a spin and yeah I'm not that I'm not that it's also just like overwhelmingly big as well like but a lot of the things you can do I don't find that interesting no. to do in it like I'm not going to go to a point in the map just have a little race do you not find it do you not find it also visually too noisy um I think it looks visually just quite flat right I said this on last week's podcast I think so Hmm. It just doesn't feel like a particularly vibrant world. I don't enjoy just hanging out in the world like I do in, in the real world. You don't want to, like, don't don't want to explore like a replication of a real world location. You want to have something that's a bit more well, know, it's amusing a, it, or it's a game. Vibrant. Yeah, it like, should be fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, uh, email from Drew Kennedy or Kennedy. Not sure. Dark Hunt. Please. Dark Hunt. I'm an American. Alex who... is so annoyed that he wasn't around for the, the birth of Dark Hunt. No, I think I was. Were you? I was in that. Why can't you? Why don't? Why aren't you happy that our, re- because, our listeners are happy? Because we've done two hundred and thirty-four no, episodes yeah. of this podcast without a catchphrase, and this one is stuck. And that upsets you. Don't me. want us to turn into because I came up with it. Because well, it's my. I'm it's just my upset catchphrase. because you come up with all the best catchphrases in the entire world. True. Um, I brought Duck Come back. You did just well like done. I brought Banter back. Yeah, Bants. He's an American who likes uh, whooping and hollering and high-fiving. Uh, he also likes watching football. Uh, I would have to say Ooh. I know more than most over here because uh, uh, across the pond since the minority oh he's in the minority uh, when it comes to <laughs> oh, God. he likes football not many Americans do it's trade out time bar all over again <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> which one of you look forward to playing FIFA every year Daniel because he reviews it every year yay um, I might not review it this year Breaking what? That mm. to you now. Mm. Am I? Uh, <laughs> I? I enjoy playing FIFA against other people more than just FIFA for the sake of it. I play with yeah. my housemates all the time because it's the only game they really play. Yeah. And playing against other people, it's unpredictable and fun like the real life sport, Alex. Yes. But we're speaking pr- of real life sport, which team do you support? Um, Blackburn Rovers. That's the team I used to go to as a kid. I had a season ticket for about twelve years when I was younger. Whenever. He Why did you out. answer that as if you thought it was a, is it like a question? Blackburn Rovers. Uh, just because they've. Um, why do you say Blackburn Rovers? With the, they might with not the... know them. That's probably why. Well, he, oh. he, knows, he knows more about, about football, football yeah, than know, most people in the lowly Blackburn Rovers. Just because they're having a bit of a torrid time at the moment over the last couple of years. Speaking of torrid times in there, Chris family. is probably the biggest resident football fan at IGN. I would mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I support Crystal Palace. It's come up a few times on the podcast. We've had our third best season in the history of the club this year, so that's been nice. Mm-hmm. Finished 11th in the league, I'm sure. Our listener knows that. So, yeah, uh, Alex, who do you support? Arsenal. And why do you support Arsenal? Because I'm a glory hunter. <laughs> I, I can't, the glory's I, I, coming back. And you say, won a trophy. I, I always love finishing fourth. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, won a trophy. Well, you, like, I usually I, finish second, but fourth, yeah. Have you ever supported the team? Shoot? No, football has never interested me. You, you watch you, it a bit, don't you? I thought you liked yeah, Arsenal. You well, I, I kind of, I kind of, I follow Arsenal. Yeah, out of, if you should I be was, a Spurs fan, you live what? in Walthamstow. Is that well? More? That's quite near. I should be a Leighton Orient fan, really. Yeah. They're just down the road. I've seen Leighton Orient play a couple of times. Mm. Are you looking forward to the World Cup, though? No, 
Huh. No, I'm already Drew sick is. to death of it. I bet Drew is. Are the US any? Are they decent at the moment? They're all right. They've got a really tough group, though. Yeah, they have. Germany and Portugal. They're going to struggle as much as what? we're going to struggle. I was say, yeah. Um, what do you mean last night? We were, oh, yeah. yeah. What was the final score? <laughs> two, two all. Oh, two, two all. all. Right, okay. Yes. Chamberlain injured. It looks so, like it? it, yeah. What, out of it? Ligament? I don't know. Yeah, they were ligament. Uh, it was, that wasn't a real game last night, though. No, I watched no. bits of it. Yeah. It wasn't a real game. It was just to get them acclimatised, Chris. It was oh. a B, well, it was a lot it of it was the B team. He was yeah. having a look at a bunch. So that they, they'd never played together, any of them. What's the England manager called again? Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson. Do you not think he looks like somebody's old grandma? He, he, he's got that look about him, hasn't he? That's, that's disrespectful. <laughs> your, your poor old grandma. <laughs> he's she a very nice man, that. though. Everyone likes Roy Hodgson. Mm. My grandma would do a good job of it, though. Would you? Yeah. Uh, sorry, last question from Drew. Uh, what do you want to see in future FIFA games? I keep saying it. A game where a, the ball is a bomb. As, and bears that come on. We've said this many times on the podcast. I don't think we have, have we? Um, zombie football. Zombie football, yeah. 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 The, Old, the more um, touches you take, the more limbs that fall off. That's nice. Who, uh, How does that? And uh, just heading it in with your head. I'd like again. to know who his team is. Oh, oh yeah, good yeah. oh, yeah. shout, Drew. Let's know uh, who your team is. I saw that the weekend. And why you support Donovan became the top scorer in MLS history. Oh, good player. Bloody good league soccer. Isn't Frank Lampard soccer. going to? Yeah, to a team that doesn't yet exist. It doesn't exist. He's oh. only got one player. New York. He's not got David Villa yet. Yeah, yeah he's one player. They've got. So it's a team. That's going to be a great selection in FIFA, isn't it? Their first player. What a weird thing to be. This is a bit of a tangent, but yeah, it's a team that's been like. Co-created by the New York Yankees and Man City. Wow! And the t- they're like they're going to play the first season in Yankee Stadium, right? And they're kind of all their iconography and kit is an, uh, an amalgamation of the two teams' colours and like lettering. Oh my gosh! They've got a lot of money, but they've only got one player. I yeah. want Frank Lampard to come to a team like Crystal Palace though for a year or two, when he can still be really competitive. Well, he can go to yeah. he can go to New York in two years yeah. and still yeah, yeah. Like, he's still he's in the he's England bloody team. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally it's crazy. Is. Yeah. Crackers. They're saying this is his swan song for England, though, aren't they? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this email, a uh, subject header. Wow. Sub- subject header. World subject of wa- header. It's yeah. a World of Warcraft wow. email. Mm. And this is from Benjamin Stannard, and he says, "Why are you guys still trying to attack Nintendo? Oh, don't you feel a bit silly now that Mario Kart has sold 1.2 million copies um, in three I feel, days? I feel so silly that we recommended it as our game of the week last week. Yeah. Why did you do that? I don't really Do understand you know what? what that means. I think if we hadn't have recommended it, it probably would have only sold about six, seven, <laughs> about copies. six copies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we, we're not anti Nintendo at all. We could just gave Mario Galaxy our game of the generation as well, <laughs> and we recommended, and we did a week's worth of Mario Kart content. Yeah. And I spent all week doing a video about Mario Kart shortcuts. I don't really get that. Like, I think there's being anti Nintendo, and then just speaking objectively or subjectively sometimes about the things that they do yeah. and critically R- reporting about. the news but, but yeah. we're like that with all publishers yeah it's not just Nintendo like gee so. you know like I think we're, we've probably been more critical of Microsoft over the last year than and Ubisoft as well yeah so I don't I, I don't think that's been really fair at all I think you know if, if you if I think that there can be an element of frustration sometimes yeah. when, it, when a company does something that you that doesn't chime with you. You don't think is a particularly good idea, or you think is a misstep. Mm. And I think that frustration can, you know, will air itself on something like the podcast. Yeah, because we're all, you know, we're all fans of these things here. Yeah. And and when you see something that isn't going to work out or doesn't look as if it's going to work out, you are going to get yeah. upset and frustrated, and you're going to talk mm. about it. Yep. And we're all paid to be pundits of various things. Yes, and. Because you're we're, we're, you're paid by Sony, aren't you? Alex is paid <laughs> I'm by paid Microsoft. By you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm paid by the highest. 
you? Whoever, yeah. yeah. You're I just see. out there. Yeah. Um, changes every week. Sometimes we play devil's advocate. We do. You're a bit cheeky like that, you are. Yeah, I'm Catholic. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Last couple of bits of feedback, I think. Yes. Uh, this is from Ryan. Ryan's talking about the games of the last console generation which we talked about last week on the podcast um, actually on a side note um, we ran the IGN list of the top 100 games and then we asked you to vote for your top 100 games that list the user generated list by the IGN readers is now on site as well so if you want to check out what you picked and you can't complain about that one because that's yep. all on you um, he said um, you missed quite a few games on the list we talked about like Fallout 3 yeah you did miss those games yeah, yeah Alex <laughs> and he says you didn't really talk about going back and revisiting them he says what are your thoughts on going back to play classics that you may have missed for whatever reasons do you do it can you be bothered or would you rather be playing something new I think this extends to like film movies as well, as well. Like, mm. and books or whatever yeah. like the classics how do you find do you ever find time to revisit or are you always about what's next is it? It's not just classics. I don't think either. Though it's, film, it's with movies as well. It's movies that there's a buzz about. Mm. And if you don't watch that movie when there's a buzz about it, the chances are you're just not going to get around to watching it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, like films that are, I don't know more than three months old. I often yeah. forget about it. Yeah. So you've been part of the, the event of the year well. list to go. Oh yeah, I should really watch that. I, I catch up with a lot of stuff on Sky Movies. Mm. Uh, so it's two, 18 months down the line from when it's come out. Mm. But um, I find I don't find much time to revisit stuff. Uh, I used to, I used to rewatch quite a lot of stuff, but now there's just too much out there with all the good TV as well as all the good movies. There is now. a lot saturation. Of stuff, you know, ten, ten, so yeah, ten, fifteen media. years ago, I wasn't watching as much TV as I, I am now. I don't mm, think many the, of us were. The only slight difference I can see with video games above other kinds of media is you need a certain type of technology yeah. to play certain games. Like they've made older games sometimes accessible through remakes mm, or yeah. through virtual consoles or downloads or whatever. But if you want to play something it might that might not be available, you might have to make a more significant investment in buying the old console, tracking yeah. down a cartridge. And that makes it much harder to do it's like trying to if you could only read Frankenstein if you get the original man manuscript yeah or something like oh like a first edition like, mm -hmm. like even more recently it's a bit like, like a hurdle isn't it like you know I don't have an Xbox 360 and PS3 in my front room anymore because that's where my Xbox One and PS4 are and so if I want to play that game I've got to unplug it or plug something new and it's just a bit like Oh, just well, not play any new games because there aren't any on the next generation. But do you know what I, I mean? Just, I just watch pointless. Yeah, I do oh. try to divide my reading and my film watching up into new stuff and classic stuff yeah. that I haven't got round to watching. Um, so do you have a long list of classic stuff that you think one by one I'm going to go through and take? Yeah, stuff. vaguely. Right. There, there's yeah, in the back of my head, really. There's look. You want you want to have seen all every Hitchcock and every Kubrick and. Mm. You know, I've not been a huge Western fan, but there's lots of classic Westerns that I need to mm. catch up on. I did a lot of that when we did the Top 25 Westerns feature, actually. Right. Doing this job can be quite handy yeah. for filling in the blanks. Yeah. Did you watch High Noon? Yeah. It's, it's great, isn't it? Is there a really, really egregious film? classic that you've never, like... There's, I think there's oh, a, yeah. There's a David Lodge novel where they talk... There's loads of, like, English professors around, and they have to play this game, like, confess what great work of literature have you never read. Mm. And everyone says stuff, and they're like, oh, fair enough. And then one guy says Hamlet, and all, everyone's just, like, really shocked. Um, is there one thing you're a little bit yeah. ashamed of? Yeah, well, one of them is definitely 2001, Space Odyssey. You've never seen it? Because I've been waiting to see it in the right way. I don't yeah, want to yeah, see like it on my telly. I, I want to see it with a live score at, at the Royal Albert Hall or a special screen at the BFI. Mm, sure. So, And, and I, I believe there's going to be a sci-fi season happening soon at the BFI and it's going to be there. So they're, they're restoring it, or they have restored it, and it's coming out, I think, September. Did you go see it and it broke? 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> I actually went because Michelle has never seen two thousand one, and I, ra- I it's one of my favourite films. I absolutely adore that film. So earlier this year, we went to the B- uh, we went to the BFI in the South Bank to watch it because I'd seen it a few years previously, and they ran a, an amazing seventy millimeter print with incredible sound quality, and it looked stunning. And we got there, and we sat down, and I was really excited, and it was the most battered, scratched, beat up, splice heavy thirty five mil print you've ever seen. So and it was almost no, no. We, we 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 sat there and we watched it, and then um, about halfway through the first half, the film broke. But yeah. Were you like we, were you just like wincing watching it? Really? Yeah, it was like, I was I because it's like to... this is one of the most incredible audiovisual spectaculars mm. ever, mm. ever. And to see it in that kind of lessened state was I kind of thought we may as well have just watched it at home yeah. at least on, on at least Blu-ray. on a Blu-ray you know it would have looked better yeah. but I think yeah you've got to see it on a big screen it's like you know we, we mentioned Gravity a lot if you Alex you watch Gravity yeah. at home yeah. in 2D on yeah. your telly yeah. and I think you were probably underwhelmed by it yeah. Mm. yeah I can see that it was beautiful special effects but just yeah. it's almost part I'll of the ride, ride again. Anyway. the yeah. sound yeah. the sound is amazing yeah so yeah there you go. Loads, there's loads, there's loads I need yeah, to loads. catch up on. Uh, so I've got an email uh, also about games of the generation from Brenda Big Tits. Hey! Remember Brenda Big Tits? Yeah. That's a long time ago. That's what it's, yeah. it's Tom, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Chris, not impressed. Well, that's how he signed his name. Yeah. Just Brenda BT. Well, that's Can't his name. Copyrighted. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, his game of the generation was Portal 2. Uh, usually trading games when I finished uh, to help pay for new ones, but couldn't bring himself to do. That with Portal. Uh, anyway, linking back to your Easter egg conversation from a few episodes back, I, he found an Easter egg in the co-op DLC of Portal 2. Uh, there's a door that opens a crack in Course 6, Stage 5. I hate those oh, cracks. Why not it well? <laughs> if you shot a portal through the crack, I'm always doing that. <laughs> to get into the room, you will find a robot arm uh, in a glass case giving the thumbs up a la Terminator 2 on the desk. He thought it was a cool little touch and felt rewarded for going back off. Uh, so for going That's off cool. the beaten track. I didn't know that. That's cool. No, I didn't where, know where, um, whereabouts did uh, Portal Two come in Games of Generation? Two. It was did two, it? wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. That is probably the one game that I would suggest. That is the one game a, that I did like. To a non-gamer, right. if you don't like video games, play this video game mm. because it's just the, the story and the, the, the humour the humor and the gameplay. Yeah. yeah, it's just great. Really good. Last bit of feedback, Chris, I think. Uh, what, what's our feeling on swearing on the podcast? Wait, People, are you reading someone's name out? No, there's, a, there's a swear in well, there. Well, I think it's necessary for the context of this. Agreed. I'm going to swear. <laughs> and it's your fault. My. Yes. You'll see. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, Andrew Goodband, who says, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. Mm. That wasn't the swear. He says, my favourite <laughs> game of the last generation was Far Cry 3. I can't think of any other game where I had more fun. Also, in podcast 168, Alex was talking about Far Cry 3 and the sea turtles in it, and how he liked to bomb them, and in his words, oh, sea turtles, when I fucking gave him some of it. I've never <laughs> you do say that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I've never laughed so much, it's my favourite podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you vaguely remember that? Yeah, no, I kind of... I yeah. do, I remember yeah. that as well. Um, <laughs> so he picks Far Cry 3? Yeah. Good taste. Agrees with me. Is it, is it clearly uh, Andrew's a big Alex Simmons fan? Yeah. Are we, um, Stu, we're going to do a. You going to say something? Yeah. Well, I've, we are. I've written on here. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right there. Do you want to so explain those to you? No, you go ahead, Chris. Okay, well, what are we on? We're on podcast 234. 
Yeah. So we've got Podcast 250 coming up, which is a landmark. 16 weeks' time, if my math yes. is correct. <laughs> which is around... Probably Gamescom. Sorry. It's always Gamescom. Yeah. Around four months' time. And so we've been talking about doing a compilation of the best bits yeah. of the podcast. But that means there'll be 249 podcasts for us to listen to. That's quite a lot, isn't which it? Which is a lot. So we were just wondering and hoping if people out there have any memories like Andrew does of yeah. funny things that have happened or moments that they liked... Drop us a line, let mm. us know, and we will stick it on this uh, yeah. almighty 250th. Because we started listening to some of the old episodes uh, in the office. The other it's day. really nostalgic. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, yeah. God, we, we didn't do it very well, did we? <laughs> some, some, <laughs> and some would say we continue to not do it yeah, very that's well. True. But, but, that's true. But back yeah. then we spent all week planning it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll hear some voices. we go along now. We'll hear some voices from the past. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're Matt. Yeah. You're Martin. You're Orlando. You're Orlando. Yeah. You're Keza. Yeah. Tom. You're sad Dan Kilby. Tom. Yes. Oh, okay. You know Kilby wants to come back on the podcast I've, to, to I've, talk about his journey and where he, uh, oh the my. journey he's gone on. Really? Does he? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a story of inspiration. Yeah. Amazing. And we could play we could play rousing music in the background. We could totally do that. And then we could just send him out uh, to buy a packet of crisps like <laughs> we used to. Yeah. And then we can have a, we can <laughs> have a, sound a crash board, uh, soundboard of all the stupid things he said. Oh yeah, yeah, he used to go on little adventures, didn't he? Going and getting right. stuff and he had to come back. Yeah. Why why did we do that? Why was he wearing a crash helmet that podcast? <laughs> because he was breathing too heavily. And we had those... We had those uh... Oh, it used to be much funnier. It did, didn't it? <laughs> it used to be much more childish. Oh, that was it. Should we... Um, yeah. yeah. All right, so 250's coming up. Uh, yeah, so let us know your favourite clips. And, and, you know, let us know if, you, if there's something you'd like us to do for 250. If you'd like us to have a meet-up with you guys, or if you'd like to come in and watch us film yeah. Podcast 250. What should we bring back? Yeah, which feature? Should we get everyone back? No, all right. <laughs> not, 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 not quite. Not Tom. Not Tom. No, 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 no. He's no. awful, awful man. I'm seeing Tom tonight. Yeah. Mm. I'll, th- I'll tell him he said that. I thought you said he was dead. <laughs> yeah. He <went> to his <laughs> grave. What, what, Tom, what who? Went for when the, people aren't on the podcast, the butler did it. Died. <laughs> see what he did there. So there you go. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, that is the uh, email address. <laughs> I know it's an awful one, but that, that's all we can do. Uh, now, out this week, uh, oh, yeah, games and God. movies for We've you been to going have for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, do games first. And uh, Murdered Soul Suspect. Murdered. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Scottish. Tag it. Yeah, exactly. Have you got any Scottish games? Uh, no. <laughs> so, Murdered. Uh, it's not set in Scotland, it's set in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Which I, I was there recently. Did you see any uh, witches? Um, I saw some new witches, Wiccans. Oh, um, a lot of Wiccans live around that area. Any cats? It's like the official, like, it's kind of the Celtic religion. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah. I didn't it's know. It's the thing that's kind of. Well, look on Wikipedia. It's a bit. It's a, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. It's, it's a, a, bit, it's a bit Wicker Man. Did you see right. any soul nature suspects while you were there, Dan? No, I didn't. So, Dragging uh, it back on it's course. kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> would you, well, are you reviewing this? Am I reviewing it? No, Lucy oh, reviewed review- it. Yes. No, am I, mean, in am I reviewing her review? No, you go for it. Knock yourself out. Um, <laughs> 230, how many podcasts and they still don't know how it works? This is the worst out this week we've ever done. Ah, well, so Soul Suspect Soul <laughs> Suspect is out this week. And it's about, uh, uh, isn't it, uh, 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 <laughs> a private investigator from the afterlife, something like that. Podcast Beyond has, has nothing on us. So a guy has um, been shot many times in the chest. It's basically you're, you're a detective at the beginning of the game, you die, and you solve your own murder from yeah. beyond oh, the grave. Sounds, oh, that's interesting. Uh, that's good. Cool yeah. setup. But, sounds like a cool, oh. cool, cool setup, but it's actually 
bit dull to play. And also, it doesn't you make the most of your ghostly powers. No, you just go around collecting clues mm. just on the floor and pretty lame. So Aww. It's a game that's a little bit dead on arrival. Doesn't make the most of the ghosts. Oh. So he's not the ghost with the most. No. Who was the ghost with the most? Who was that? I don't know. Who was Beetlejuice? He was the ghost with the most. Yeah. It was Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. You should know that. Well, that's what I wanted to say, but I didn't want to go too early. But he's also a bioexorcist. Oh, I know that. Oh, <laughs> and then Tamadachi Life. That's oh, out. yes. Which just came out in Japan ages ago. A lot of furore about the fact that you can't have same sex marriage in the game. But it's like a cute little Sims for your me's. It's, it's supposed to be a bit bonkers, isn't it? It is. It's really yeah. like very, very Japanese and eccentric. Mm. And I don't think the kind of um, the furore, like the argument should overshadow what yeah. is a very weird and interesting cute yeah. little game like you can like do Nintendo loads of great crazy stuff, stuff in it See, there's not much Nintendo. game to it yeah, we do have Nintendo. you been playing it a lot then? Uh, yes and my girlfriend's been playing it a lot and loads of weird stuff happens like like weird honestly just like batshit stuff okay I swore it alright what about movies? Oh, there are a lot of films out this week. Yeah. So I will bash through them. Um, what should we talk about first? Cheap Thrills. We talked about that a lot you on the love podcast. That movie. It's a really cool film. Yeah, it's like a kind of like Twilight Zone kind of episode, or it's, it's, a, it's a very dark black comedy about a couple of down and dark out. Dark black. As I think it's just being a jet, grey, grey black comedy. Shades of black. It's a jet black comedy. <laughs> okay, nice. See? Uh, about a couple of guys who end up taking on a series of uh, challenges for money that escalate and escalate and it turns really nasty do you ever worry that the term black comedy is used just because a film isn't that funny and it's meant to be funny mm. I use it when I find that I'm in the cinema and I'm the only one laughing <laughs> so it may just be something wrong so with basically me so back, backs up your humour <laughs> something like really horrible is happening and I'm finding this really amusing but no one oh, else seems to be oh you'd love Game of Thrones mate you'd love Game of Thrones it's a fucking black comedy <laughs> uh, The Dirties which is a black comedy. <laughs> um, the Dirties was a very interesting movie. Very young guy made it. He wrote and directed it. He's only about 19, I think. I think he's Canadian. And it's a comedy about a high school massacre. Oh, oh wow. Um, that, is, that is a dark black well, comedy. Well, I, I, you know, you go in thinking, this sounds disgusting. And it's actually really clever. It's one of the, the smartest uh, kind of... Uh, investigations of why this these things happen and, and what's wrong in society that we're allowing it to happen. Uh and it starts off funny, but then it, right, it obviously okay. isn't funny towards the end of yeah. the film. Uh, so that one's worth checking out. The Sacrament, which is the new horror film from Ty West. A Ty West fan, Stu? You like some, you don't like others, I seem to remember. That's right, I can't remember what he's done. House in- of the Devil. Innkeepers. Innkeepers. Oh, I liked Innkeepers, yeah. I liked House of the Devil, actually. Slow-burning horror films he makes, yeah. but I don't tell him that because he gets bloody annoyed and you have an argument with him in the pub in Soho. Which is what I did. Does everybody do that? Yeah, uh, everybody. No, <laughs> oh, mate, you make slow-burning horror films. Oh, now I'm going to have to fly all the way back to Soho and have an argument with you. But you, it's uh, genuinely everyone has said it at one time or other. Who's reviewed his films? I think, and I just happen to be the person who got the bore the brunt of his uh, anger. But I'm stand by that statement. But this one isn't. Oh, it's a bit of a slow burner. But this one, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this one is loosely based on the Jonestown massacre. Right. Ooh. You know the uh, don't yep. drink the Kool Aid, yep. uh, and it's it's very very. Right. He's going to stop you there. I know, I know. We've done it. Go on, We've go done on. It many times. Go on, but not maybe not on the podcast. But it's not been debunked, but um, common misconception. In reality, it wasn't um, Kool Aid. It was a rival brand called Flavor Aid that was used. There you go. And I will drink my uh, have a drink from oh, my no, pomegranate no. hibiscus. Um, it's very good though. It's very dark. You're such a no, honestly. <laughs> God. <laughs> You should make a horror film called Slow Burner. 
Oh yeah, imagine. About I, think, I think he's launched. I think he's launched a, a production company called Slow Burning Films or something. Well, he's bringing it on himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so that was worth seeing, but it's very disturbing. Uh, there's a film called I Declare War, which is quite an unusual film. A bit Lord of the Flies. It's about a bunch Some of. Walls. No. <laughs> Oh, come on, guys. We're nearly there. About a group of kids playing Capture the Flag, but it's okay. really kind of a metaphor for real-life war. They take, they take hostages and nasty things happen. and mm. It's not quite as clever as it thinks it is, but it's an interesting so approach. Child actors. All child oh. actors. Mm. A film about war starring sort of eight-year-olds in a forest in the States. Um, Fruitvale Station. Wow, I've a lot of films, very actually. good films. Uh, very good things about yeah, Fruitvale Station. I haven't seen Fruitvale, but we gave it a very good review on the site. Um, it was, was critically acclaimed in the States. It's based on a true story. A guy called Oscar, Gra- Oscar Grant, who in on January the 1st, um, 2009 or 2002, I'm not sure what I've had, uh, he was shot by police and right. he, he uh, didn't have a weapon and I think the police officer's defence was he thought he was using his taser to shoot him but he used his gun mm. and a lot of people caught the footage on their cameras and phones and things and it went online and it you know it caused big debate and big controversy and the film was basically the last day of his life isn't yeah, it? yeah it's, right. it's a day in the life of this guy right. uh, who right. was very popular everyone liked him in his community he's played by Michael B. Jordan who we just posted an interview with he's, he's playing uh, the Human Torch in the new Fantastic Four Really good up-and-coming actor. Cool. Uh, we have uh, Grace of Monaco, which I haven't seen either. It's screened in Cannes, and apparently it's the funniest film of the year. Mm-hmm. Unintentionally so. Right. With Nicole Kidman playing Grace of Monaco, and lots of very good English actors doing very bad French accents yeah. in it. Apparently yeah. it is absolutely lousy. So almost worth seeing just to laugh at rather than with. Yeah. But then you don't want to pay money to no, see that, no. do you? No, wait for it to come on the telly. And the big film of the week is 22 Jump Street which uh, I've seen reviewed on the site. I gave it a 7 out of 10. If you like the first one, you'll like this one. Yeah. I like the first one. I like this one. It's just... It's okay. Unfortunately, it's the same More story the same. and the same yeah. jokes. Mm. Right, right. But there's even, a, there's even like a, 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 a line in it that says, just do what you did last time, isn't there, or something like that? There are about 20 lines like that. Oh, really? And they're all quite funny, but right. after a while, it's like, yeah, I get it. And it's funny that you're, you're acknowledging this, but... Something new now. It was always going to be difficult because the last one was such a sleeper hit, wasn't it? it yeah, took everybody and it, by surprise. And it was very fresh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Very, very unexpected. So I would say uh, check out Cheap Thrills if I'm going to recommend one film, but 22 Jump Street you can't go wrong with as well. Okay. And what, what game are you recommending, guys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Tomodachi Life, I think. Yeah, or Among the Sleep, which came out actually oh, late yeah. last week. We just reviewed we that. Just reviewed that, where it's a first person horror adventure where he plays a two year two-year-old child looking for your mum who's gone missing in the middle of the night what so, so it's a laugh yeah. it's a black comedy <laughs> <laughs> it does sound quite fun. jet black <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks alright great thank you for joining us everybody uh, don't forget next week there might be something from E3 hopefully mm-hmm. we have probably a few things on the site yeah. yes or would you just like wise. to listen to me chatting for an hour Wait, yeah. just, why don't you live stream solidly for the oh, whole week just that? from your desk oh, oh what's the name of the Irish comedian who sat down Huh? The Irish comedian who used to sit down and to do Dave Allen. Allen. That, but Tilly. Yeah, I'll have a do whiskey it. and a yeah. cigarette, even though I don't smoke. Just hack the top of one of your fingers off. Oh, dark. Yeah. And on that bombshell, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.